Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Monday, October 15th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking to tonic writer Shayla Love about her personal attempt to combat insomnia. But her story has a twist. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Shayla about her experience. Sleep hygiene seems to have pervaded our entire culture and wellness culture in the last few years. Do you have any idea when we got so obsessed with having the perfect sleep? I'm not really sure about that. And I've noticed that trend creep up as well. Um, I think what started to happen is that we all got the idea of having this nighttime routine. I feel like the morning routine used to be something that we talk about a lot. And now the nighttime routine is very, very fashionable. So the idea of having a tea before you go to sleep or turning your phone off a couple hours before bed and all of these things that you could combine together to get this optimal amount of sleep, which we all want and we're all craving and striving for, and yet nobody seems to be really getting the right amount of sleep. I think there's a lot of anxiety around knowing that we're supposed to be sleeping eight hours a night, but then that not really happening. So when the idea of a nighttime routine or sleep hygiene came about, it was this really attractive thing um, that unfortunately got kind of commodified into products, right? Like products that would help you sleep, that would help you build this routine and then get you what you wanted, which was this perfect night of sleep. And you talk about in this essay how, you know, we're all sort of falling prey to this and you yourself felt the need to adjust your lifestyle to fit this idea as well. So how did you go about trying to have the perfect sleep? Yeah, so I was I was very vulnerable to the idea of sleep hygiene because I love rules and I love being kind of told a formula of what to do to have a have a good outcome. So when I saw sleep hygiene as a concept, I really latched onto it and I thought, great, here's a list of things I can do to make my sleep better. I'm a pretty bad sleeper. You know, it's something that I wanted. So the first thing I did is I bought a light alarm clock, which is an alarm clock that wakes you up with light rather than sound. I stopped eating before bed, at least for a couple hours. I stopped drinking caffeine after noon. Um, I got a bunch of herbal teas that promised to be very calming. You know, we were told not to look at anything electronic because of the light. So I tried not to look at my computer or my cell phone. I bought a noisemaker that would make this sort of white noise in my room. And it also made pink noise and brown noise, which I had never heard of, which are just different frequencies. So I, you know, I got all of this stuff, this equipment. And I thought that once I had all of these pieces of the puzzle, what would happen is that I would miraculously go from this really restless sleeper to, you know, somebody who could just pass out right at 9.30 PM, you know, at a very respectable bedtime. 
That resonates with me a lot because I similarly sort of see problems and things that weren't really problems yet and try to fix them. And it often sort of becomes a new anxiety, like you mentioned. How are you able to overcome that idea of I need X and Y to achieve a certain goal around my sleep? It wasn't really something that I was able to do myself. It was more that it didn't work. (laughs) Um, When I had all of these products in my bedroom, what happened is that I actually became a worse sleeper. So, you know, I had this noisemaker going and I had the light alarm clock and I didn't have my phone in there. But as a result, I would sort of sit in bed and be waiting for something to happen. And the pressure just built to this point where it was like, if you can't sleep well and you have all of these gadgets, like what's wrong with you? Why can't you go to sleep? And this sort of self-deprecating cycle would start to happen. And the reality is that you know, I was very anxious about sleeping through the light alarm clock because I just wasn't sure if I was going to wake up to it. Or there's a meditation app on my phone that I actually do really enjoy. But because I was so strict about not having my phone in the bedroom, which is a like top sleep hygiene rule, I wasn't using that anymore. And so all of these things, oh, I should mention, I also tried a bunch of sleep masks and I tried something called a weighted blanket, which some people really like, but for me, I felt like I was just being crushed in bed. So it's like the crushing expectations of myself to be a perfect sleeper plus the crushing actual weight of this blanket, it just became too much. And so I think that's when I realized I need to take a step back and perhaps stop trying so hard. It's interesting because one of my favorite things in the sort of wellness trend world that I read is a few years ago, the New York Times had a piece about how much water you should drink every day. There used to be this rule that you needed eight glasses of water, 64 ounces, something like that. But after the scientists sort of looked at it and looked at different bodies and people and activity levels, they just were like, you know what, you just kind of need enough water to quench your thirst, whatever that is. And there's not really a rule for optimal living. And I feel like that's sort of what we're seeing in other parts of wellness as well. And I see that a little bit here. It's like, maybe I'm never going to sleep seven to eight hours a night. And maybe that's just how I am. And it's okay. I'm wondering, do you see that sort of happening yourself? And and has that, like it has for me, helped you shape your thoughts around these kind of rules and rule breaking? Yeah, I think I think what you said is right. We were wishing for kind of like a, a rule book of, for how to be well. And the truth is that everybody's body is different. Everybody comes from a different environment in which they were raised. And we there isn't going to be some golden guidebook of, of things that are going to work for everybody. The one thing I will say about sleep, though, is that I think that we do all need seven or eight hours <laughs> per night. I think, unfortunately, it's not something where, like, I I typically sleep, and this is, this is bad, I think, like four or five or six hours a night. And overall, I think we know that we should be getting more sleep. But the solution to that problem isn't going to be the same for everybody, except for that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself. So once I once I had kind of given up on all of these gadgets and products in my house, I looked into what the number one recommended treatment for insomnia is, which is actually at the moment cognitive behavioral therapy, even over medicine. And a component of CBTI, which is the acronym for it, is called paradoxical intention. 
And that's exactly what we've been talking about. They tell you to not to try to go to sleep. And that's actually a component of just making it a more relaxing process for you to improve your sleep habits, but without all of the rules. And that works really, really well for people. They've even done studies where they have people who are really good sleepers and they tell them they have to go to sleep and they'll give them a bunch of money if they can do it. And suddenly those good sleepers can't sleep anymore because there's a lot of pressure. So maybe the one rule, if there is a rule to give to everybody is that there are no rules. Um, and that's, you know, maybe that could be the thing that we can latch on to. One thing you brought up that I think is really interesting and also kind of tangibly harmful is the commodification of some of these things. So not only is the concept of sleep as per like Ariana Huffington's recommendations out there, but there's also this whole industry around it. And suddenly a bunch of anxious people are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. What does that look like? And and how much of a problem is that? I, I think it is a problem. I think that when we when we spend money, it feels like you're doing something, right? Spending money is a very powerful sensation. It releases dopamine in your brain. It, it's one of the reasons people can become even, you know, addicted to shopping. And it's because it feels like you're moving in the right direction. So when you have a product that's marketed to you, like say a weighted blanket that promises to cure your anxiety, to make you a perfect sleeper, to, you know, then trickle down into the rest of your life and make you a better worker and happier, et cetera. It's really easy to just go out and spend the money. But what you don't gain with that is you don't really gain any insight, right? There's probably a reason that I'm not a great sleeper and it has more to do with mental health and my life than it has to do with the blanket on my bed. So it's this really short fix that you feel a lot of power from in the moment, but in the long run, it doesn't really get you anywhere. And at the same time, it says to people, you need money to fix these problems, which hopefully is not the truth, right? Like the truth is that if you had insight, you could maybe get closer to fixing it yourself. You can read Shayla's full essay at tonic.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.